in this episode of the VR and Chill podcast. We chill with some awesome VR chat furries. I've built uh, animatronics and creature creations for low-budget movies. We learn about what defines a furry. You consider yourself a furry, nobody else tells you you're a furry. Their trials and tribulations. And then they're like, oh, this big name furry is like this? All of you are like this, you know? And adventures in the metaverse. It's not just as a convention. The largest music event that had ever occurred in virtual reality. We also go to the public worlds of VR chat and get to eat people's thoughts about furries. Where you want to be and how you think doesn't impact somebody else. Why should I give a shit about it? You do you. Have fun with it. But first, me and Ubu for you talk about a VR chat partnership. Now, if you go in booth, they'll have a special little like icon for VR chat assets. And a cool new VR chat world. You can look up avatars within the world and then just like click on them just like you would any other type of avatar world. All this and more. But there is no fucking normal and I've seen fucking normal. I've seen some miserable people. So come on, come chill with us. Is this a furry? Hmm. You're a cat. You're just a fucking cat. The VR and Chill Podcast. Welcome to the VR and Chill Podcast. I'm your host, Sassafras. We are the only podcast that cover topics about VR chat in a cool and hopefully entertaining way. Today we're talking about furries. And uh, before they get here, it's just me and Ubu and we're chilling, having a conversation. So uh, what's up, Ubu? I'm still sucking. Air, that is. Wait, what? <laughs> he said how oh, never mind never mind oh, oh, oh. <laughs> okay 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 so uh are you still constipated i remember last episode you said you were constipated um yeah no it's quite the opposite if you want to actually know oh okay i found out if you drink a whole bottle of fucking fruit punch it gives you horrible diarrhea it's a fun fact. Don't do that. It's bad for you. I mean, anything in large quantities is just going to fuck you up. Oh, it was so good, though, <laughs> dude. I just quit smoking. I, I mean, I, I just quit drinking uh, soda. So I was, like, trying to get something a little bit, you know, tasty um, mm-hmm. that isn't, like, fucking horrible for you. And I, like, down that shit. And I get on my computer, and I feel like I feel like a fart coming, right? I'm like, this is going to be a great fart, a healthy fart. It's going to feel amazing, right? But in, instead, it just... Let's just say I had to throw away a chair that I've had for a while. It was really bad. No, you didn't. No, you yeah. didn't. No, you didn't. <laughs> that shit all over the place, dude. Like, that, it was down my leg. I had to take a fucking no, shower. No, yeah. Shut up. No. I'm telling you. I'm telling you that people that are listening do not drink a whole bottle of fruit punch. <laughs> Or what, what? Yeah, it was fruit punch or apple juice or like any. I guess it's the apple juice would do it. The sh- yeah, the sugar in it's like the sugar, like the there's like some ingredient in it that makes you it cleans you out. The glucose, I think it's called. I don't know. I'm not a fucking scientist. Anyways, that's IRL shit. Literally, uh, we're here to talk about some VR chat <laughs> topics. <laughs> Uh, um, today we're talking about furries. I've, I've been planning this episode for eight months, I think. Like, I was still dating my ex when I was coming up with this episode, I think. We just couldn't make it happen, but I've met some really cool furries that are going to come on the podcast and talk about their experiences and, like, what is a furry, and, yeah, hopefully it goes really well. Um, what, what's your opinion on furries? I think I asked you last time, but... I mean, I've tried a few, like, furry avatars and things like that. I hang out in, like, furry talk and furry hub, which are worlds in VR chat. And, uh, basically, if you know me, I try to get to know, like, everyone, every niche, every, like, class of, like, you know, like, Uh different type of players. They're just, like, almost like everyone else. They just, like, different avatars and, you know, they have different views, you know, just, like... Everyone else does. The, the internet definitely shits on them. But, like, I'm constantly That's impressed, true. to be honest with you. Because, like, anytime I'm on Twitter or I'm in VR chat and I go to, like, a really, like, technical, dope world, 
right? Or I'm on Twitter and I see like, oh, I made this asset or whatever. It's always a furry. Like every single time. Like 90% oh, of the time. That is so true. They make the yeah, coolest that is so shit true. in this game. Like, I don't think VRChat would be VRChat without the furry community, to be quite frank. So, and Some of the it's most a... popular worlds are by furries. Like the Rumor Rain, yeah. I'm pretty sure is made by a furry. Really? I didn't know that. Yeah, that would make sense because the the art in that world, like on the video player. Mm-hmm. I love that world. I quite use it as a backup when I can't think of anywhere else to go to. Uh... <laughs> <laughs> the ERP. The ERP. Yeah. The eating roleplay, yo! I can't wait for our ERP episode. We're gonna get kind of lewd for it, and I hope it goes well. I hope it doesn't come off like, wow, these people are freaks. But I maybe mean, there's nothing is. we can do about that. <laughs> no, there <laughs> yeah, really isn't anything. Yeah. All right, so I'm actually starting to get invites from the furries themselves. Um, is there any VR chat news that's happened before we get to that segment? Actually, I got an email like about a week ago that Booth is now partnered with a VR chat. And now if you go in Booth, they'll have a special little like icon for VR chat assets and in like worlds and avatars and things like that so what does that mean that they're partnered is it like um they're just supporting vr chat now like and making it a separate section so it's easier to look for vr chat content on booth oh okay yeah that's dope because uh they they, they sell all all, all kinds of 3d assets not necessarily for vr chat right Mm -hmm. Mm mm-hmm they also sell irl stuff too like one thing I really want in VRChat is to be able to like have a system where I can buy avatars within the game itself. Yeah, but it doesn't sound like I that's mean, what that is. <laughs> no, it, there is kind of a system where you can like click on the thing and it brings up the browser and like you know in the background on your computer. But there's yeah. nothing that you can just like purchase it in VRChat. Yeah. Yeah, because I feel like a lot of the ripping problems within VRChat is like a a service problem because like Mm -hmm. if you go back to like the the mid-2000s where like apple music was introduced and now in more case than nowadays where like spotify um you get on there you pay nine dollars a month and you pretty much have access of the world's history of music like so who really fucking pirates music anymore you know what i mean if it was like a cheap easy to use way to buy avatars i feel like ripping would start to go down a little obviously there's always people that want shit for free but um on other news um going back to like you know we were talking about last uh, episode about um mods being you know taken away one of the biggest mods was being able to look for avatars now there's a world that you can look up avatars within the world and then just like click on them just like you would any other type of avatar world i've been to like an old one before but it was like really it was really old and outdated and didn't work very well vr chat needs to implement that themselves like i understand uh on their point of view that some of the magic of vr chat is hopping around worlds and finding avatars but at the same time i i feel like when you play this game for long periods of time that kind of is not a thing anymore I don't think a lot mm-hmm. of people like a year in are really like hunting for avatars because they'll just buy them on discord or they'll clone it off one of their friends because they have a lot of friends and if they de- do need one it's just way easier to be able to get in there and search you know what i mean when they had mods you could just go in there and search not saying that i did yeah. that because i didn't use mods but I-, I definitely know it was a feature um the world's name is avatar search um it has a lot of 2.0 avatars which um a friend of mine he showed me he says that he uses it to get a lot of his meme avatars and things like that back i'm gonna check it out after this podcast actually um actually i read something the other day uh vr chat is no longer supporting 2.0 avatars you just reminded me of that thank you they're uh oh my god yeah (laughs) <laughs> that's, that's what everyone was like they're gonna they're they're going to support the ones that are already uploaded so let me clarify they're gonna support the ones that are already uploaded right mm-hmm. for as long as they can but you can no longer upload 2.0 avatars so technically it's, now, it's quote unquote, not supported anymore yeah exactly 
And, you know, when they did the whole Fizzbone, you know, update, like, a lot of old avatars broke anyways. They fixed it kind of, but, like, my original main avatar doesn't even work anymore still. Like, the ears used to, like, go up and down mm -hmm. and stuff. Remember that? That doesn't even work because of the Fizzbone uh, update. So, yeah, uh, furries. I'm starting to get invites, so we're going to have to jump to that. Um, one oh, thing yeah. I did want to talk about is um, we had a huge increase in uh, listens on the audio version of this podcast on Spotify and Apple Music and um, Google Podcasts. I always want to say Google Music because so, <laughs> they discontinued that. <laughs> now it's just Google Podcasts. And I just want to say thank you for everyone who's clicked and listened. And uh, it doesn't really matter how you consume the VR and Chill podcast, but we would love for you to come over to the YouTube channel and subscribe and check out the YouTube version because, you know, we're in VR and I think that's kind of uh, cool that we can throw a podcast within VR chat and you can see our avatars move around and interact with each other. So, yeah. You got anything to uh, to add or before we get to the furries? Um, yeah, real quick. I'm um, going back to what you were saying about uh, 2.0 avatars not being able to be uploaded. Um, they're also making a switch to creator companion in January, which I don't know. I how heard about, I that. about that. What, what, so what's that <laughs> yeah. all about? It's like a new system. I'm not entirely sure. I, I wouldn't be able to speak on it, but I know that I have, I'm like an old soul who does not like change. So I'm just neglecting to learn about it. <laughs> <laughs> it's the VR and chill podcast though. We got to give them the information. I'm going to research it okay, after this. I'm going to look next, it up. Next one. Yeah. yeah, yeah. <laughs> next, next time, next time. All right. So before we get to the furries, I wanted to go to the public worlds of VR chat and ask the E people themselves what they thought about furries. So, yeah. Hope you guys enjoy it, and I'll see you in a minute. What's your opinion on furries? You know, most furries I meet are usually chill, so I usually just talk to them. So, like, if you're a zoophile, then just don't interact with me. Like, that's, that's about it. I think they're chill overall. Uh, I don't really care. I mean, I have multiple friends who are furries, so... I'm at both ends of the spectrum. I think they can be very nice people, or they could be very demented and kind of sick and twisted. To each their own. I'm okay with it. I ain't got I no think the furry community is pretty cool. They do a lot of good. There's definitely some weird people, but that's every community. Um, I mean, there's so, like, people I think who are, are really cool. I mean, I'm basically a furry anyway, so like, furries are pretty cool overall. I don't know. There's a lot of annoying furries that I would not mind just burning in a fire. But there's also a whole bunch of other people who are into a whole bunch of other things that are totally, like, gross. And I would also burn in a fire. But that being said, there are some furries that I think are totally normal and I would hang out with. But then there's also, like, people that you would consider totally normal that I would also burn in a fire. What's the definition of a furry? I don't know the exact definition, but they love, um, like, you know, dressed up at fursuits, and I think it revolves a lot around the, um, behind you. LGBTQ, <sighs> I think it is, community or whatever. You could kind of classify me as furry, but, like, I don't like the furry community. Does that make sense? Like, the community itself is kind of really, like, super degenerate, you know what I mean? Like, See, and that's why and, like, it's tough. Right, there's right. There's a lot of people who like furry stuff and would be a furry. Because I like they don't furry like stuff. I think it's cute. If you're talking about VR chat, then probably just the people who dress up as such. Furry to me is a person that likes the, you know, designs. You know, and the art style. I don't really get the whole personas thing since, you know, I never got into it. But if that's what they want to do, that's all them. They can do whatever they please. An animal in a humanoid form? animalistic features the main definition of a furry is anybody who thoroughly enjoys media that involves anthropomorphized uh, uh, creatures of any kind and what determines whether or not you are a furry is you yourself if you want you yourself consider yourself a furry furries are only furries when they want to call themselves furries you're not furries because you like something specific you're you give yourself that label. Why do you think there's like a, a negative stereotype when it comes to furries? Because when when a normal person, like a normal everyday person, never even heard of furry before, 
and then they go and they see like one furry Something avatar different. in VR chat and they look at it and they think it's like super sexual right Right. Automatically, oh. they automatically don't. They don't necessarily disagree with the sexualness of the avatar, but they automatically connect them wanting to look like some weird, sexy, furry creature thing <laughs> and wanting to fuck animals. It's like two oh. different things, but people, a See. lot of people who've never seen it before, kind of slap it together. You like that? There's... You must love fucking animals. It's not. That's not how that works. <laughs> There's that, but also a lot of furry hate is kind of thinly veiled homophobia a lot of times because there are a lot of gay furries. It's fucking weird. It's weird to pretend to be a, an animal or like be generally attracted to anthropomorphic animals because what? bestiality is looked down upon and if you're having sex with animal-like things, maybe... <laughs> Is it it looks uh, a bit gross to some people. Yeah, but that's just mm. a misconception that bothers me is that furries are okay with the zoophile shit because that's that's pretty much what everyone bullies them for. Like everyone's always like, Oh, mm. you're a furry, you like animals and it's like that's it's straight up not true. Like that's just not how it is. Like that's just all that the internet does. Is they take people and a group of people no matter what, and they just say the worst possible shit about them to get them discriminated against. Furries are just an easier target for everybody else because it involves animals. It strays the farthest from the status quo, so therefore a lot of people a lot of people tend to look down on it as uh, taboo. Anything that strays from the status quo is what people tend to, uh, I guess you could say, target. Everybody has that con constant misconception that we fool around sexually with animals, and that is simply not the case. If you're if you're not in line with what they think is normal, you're, you're fucking weird. And being a furry is just so far from normal that you can't be anything else but weird to them. You can go back to different groups of people throughout history saying, hey, I'm this way. My way is the norm. And them over there, I don't get them, I don't like them, so I'm gonna start saying shit about them, theoretically. I'm, I'm not... I know there is a furry literally standing there, but this is more of a... <laughs> took that. Took that shit. Uh, you, you get what I'm saying. Yeah, I get what you're saying, man. For sure, 100%. I'm all about people expressing themselves as long as it doesn't hurt anyone else. Say what you want, feel what you want. As long as what you want to be and how you think doesn't impact somebody else, why should I give a shit about it? You do you. Have fun with it. Dude, I, I have this one avatar, and like every time I wear it, like people will say I'm a furry. This is not a furry, right? I'm just a fucking dog, dude. Look at me. I'm cool. <laughs> I love this dog. <laughs> dude, it's from the it's from the ten dogs. <laughs> I don't know if you're dude, right here. Hit it, hit it. Yo, yo, yo. <laughs> if I change into this avatar, is this a furry? Am I a furry? Hmm. You're a cat. You're just a fucking cat. Yeah, but I'm like kind of humanoid, right? I'm just <laughs> not really. You're just a cat. Actually. And what about this one? I just say a cat. You're, You're still just a cat. cat. Okay, okay. Yeah, I actually have that same avatar. You're legit. I see, I see an avatar like this, and I just, I just, I'm just like kitty, and then I want to pet. <laughs> yeah. Welcome back to the VR and Chill podcast. I am chilling here with some furries. And uh, if you guys want to introduce yourselves, uh, why don't you start with Fig and uh, we'll work our way down the town. I am Fig. I'm a furry. <laughs> Wonderful. <laughs> My name is uh, Jade. I am a game developer by trade and I work in VR chat, not for VR chat. There's a difference. Um, I do furry worlds and high fidelity renders, optimizations, commissions, and so forth. Hello everyone, I am Tao. I'm a bit of an older gent here, and I've been a furry before it was even called furry. 
I've built uh, animatronics in creature creations for low-budget movies. I have been on the TV show BattleBots, and, well, I've been the lion, as you see here, for 45 years, at least within the imagination. And uh, I found what a beautiful home that we have here. And I look forward to uh, talking to everyone. Yeah, yeah, BattleBots, that's actually really cool. I used to love that show. On today's podcast, Fake can attest to this. I've been considering doing this episode for what, eight months now? Like a very long time. And I've gone back yeah. and forth on like how I want to cover it. It's kind of a, a weird episode to do because of some of the things that take place with on the internet within the VR chat community or against the VR chat community, I guess would put it a better way. Um, but yeah, my goal isn't to ever shit on anybody or anything like that. I just want to hang out with cool people and get to learn different types of culture. And, um, yeah, I love all different kinds of VR chat communities and I uh, just want to talk about it. I think the best way to, to cover this is assume that I know nothing about the furry community. With that said, <laughs> what is a furry? So usually when somebody doesn't know anything about what a furry is, is the simple definition I give people is if, Furry is a self-proclaimed fan of anthropomorphic creatures. Anthropomorphic means to give something uh, human characteristics that is not inherently a human, right? And that is the base foundation. You consider yourself a furry, nobody else tells you you're a furry. So you can be a fan of all of the, the you know, anthropomorphic media out there, Disney films, whatever. You have to decide that. Nobody else can say, oh, because you like these things, you are therefore a furry. You can be an ally of the furry community, so you don't have to be part of it to, you know, associate or to help or to, you know, do whatever it is you do adjacent to the furry community. You do as you do, as you want, because there is freedom within how you proclaim yourself to be. And I would say Tao would have a lot more experience in that field because yeah. he's been here for a lot longer than even I have been. <laughs> <laughs> the word furry... I uh, really sort of just again, it, it it sets itself as that you're a fan of anthropomorphism. But the reason why people are part of fairy are as varied as the stars in the sky, to be honest with you. Um, there are people who are fairies that are attached to it uh, spiritually, that they believe that they have uh, the spirit of a wolf or a, of some other animal uh, within them, and that they like to you know, cross the barrier to to be as they've sort of been they've been part of their lives. There are people that are part of furry because, well, uh, we have some of the best conventions and we have the best raves and we are a very accepting group. There are furries that um, uh, see the uniqueness of it and those, those generally, you know, they have a different persona for the day of the week. You know, they're, they're not particularly attached to any particular persona as respect to the, to the animal that, uh, you know, catches their fancy. But anthropomorphism in general has been part of the human condition for a very, very long time. Uh, there was a, uh, a lion sculpture of a lion man that was found in Germany that is dated to 40,000 years in the past. Sure. Uh, and you look at all of the uh, other uh, ancient gods, you know, from Mesopotamia, from, you know, which is a Leomastia, which is what technically I would be, you know, a horned-winged lion. Uh, or you'd be talking about any number of other creatures from Greek mythology, from, well, there's, you know, in, in mythology, there's a lot of lions, to be honest with you. I can go down the rabbit hole, but I was there when it uh, was first coined as furry, and where well, it started in the uh, mid to late 80s, uh, in the, the uh, common uh, vernacular. Okay, okay, I like that. Uh, Fig, do you have anything to uh, add to that? What does it mean to you to be a furry? The label is just a label, as as any other any other fan base that is labeled as such. Um, I think if you want to identify with that label, um, you can be more than happy to do so. Uh, I, I see myself as a great example of that because I I identify with the label as furry, but I I, I am actually not as um, intertwined with the furry community as most would be i i enjoy drawing 
uh, anthropomorphic funny cartoons, animating funny anthropomorphic cartoons, and um, I I like wearing these in VR chat, but that's that's as far as it, it really goes. I feel like Disney movies. If you're uh, into older stuff, you like Disney movies with like the anthropomorphic characters. You can say um, you're a furry. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And I, I've heard for a lot of people that that's that's where it kind of starts. A lot of people I've talked to says like, you know, I watched so and so like this one movie, and, and it kind of just it was ingrained in my head. And when I got older, I just decided to be a furry. And I always wondered that too, like in those movies where like everyone is like quote unquote like an animal. Just like a humanoid animal, I, I've always wondered, like, what do they eat? Are they all vegetarians? Because, like, in the animal kingdom, they would all eat themselves. The solution to that yeah. is that in an anthro like world, there would be creatures that like we wouldn't have, like alien creatures almost that we wouldn't have on planet Earth, right? There would be like a certain analog to, you know, just like a lizard type creature or a. Uh, a canine type creature. Or something, some right? non-sentient, probably. Yeah, non-sentient <laughs> creatures that would they would eat in that world that we wouldn't have. Again, that expands that creativity. Like, what would they eat right. exactly? Like in the animal kingdom, they'd be oh. eating each other. Some some uh, worlds or uh, creative works take that more literally. Some take it more like, okay, if these creatures evolved in this way. They probably have non-sentient creatures that they would eat, different types of fish life, different types of forest life, you know, so on and so forth. It's just that the humans that evolved on that world, or the humanoids in this case, would evolve differently, like for different types of ears. They would have tails for some reason. Like, what would have caused that, right? So it really depends on the artist and their vision. Uh, Fig, you wanted to um, say something, like, when you realized that you were a furry? Around the time, there was a, a website called Google+. Plus. Google+, Plus was, <laughs> like, the platform for uh, furries around my age, at least, at the time. I started on Google+, Plus. I joined, like, the, the three biggest furry communities in Google+, Plus, and um, I just started scrolling through and, like, looking at it, because I'm pretty sure I heard it coined on, like, some post before. Um, I just started researching the heck out of like the furry community and then i started posting my art in there at the time my art was like you know middle schooler level it, it was garbage it was terrible so <laughs> we, I actually all, got... we all have to start somewhere you're gonna look back at those and you're gonna be re-inspired it happens <laughs> um, uh... i had got bullied off of uh the the furry community on google plus um, oh, no. But that was my first time discovering it. I actually, my first time getting really into it was on the app Amiibo, um, which is also not used anymore, usually. Okay. Yeah, I never even heard of that one. When you said yeah. um, your old art is bad, I recently went back and watched like the first one second episode of this podcast and it is horrible it is so bad <laughs> the quality is so bad so we all have to start somewhere um i actually have any i don't think i've seen a lot of your art you should uh, send it to me sometime I'm, oh no absolutely I'd I'd, love to see it. Um, yeah. i've got a twitter i i do commissions and i'm also working on doing animation commissions now uh tao do you have anything to elaborate on like uh oh yeah oh <laughs> pull the string and i'll start talking and i won't stop so go for it <laughs> um so i'm 56 now 45 years ago i made a connection now i don't know how to quite explain even today i i, I sort of struggle with the reasoning as to why that i've found this thing in this form the idea of being able to, you know, do the things that are not possible in the human form had always fascinated right. me. When it first started out, it was very tawny. I had black mane, and uh, my wings didn't uh, didn't shine so, and the horns didn't glow. But it was a winged anthropomorphite. Well, it's not sure what anthropomorphites are uh, quadrupedal, but it is still anthropomorphite essentially, because obviously I'm sentient and I'm at least well spoken in that respect. It's the fact that, you know, I started out when there was no, no such thing as the internet. Um, I wasn't aware. I thought I was completely cracked and mad, so I kept it all to myself for a very long time. I had no one to speak to. 
I tried to share it once, and let's just say it did not go well. You know, they were all convinced that I absolutely needed somebody to look at me and and uh, you know worried about me. And I'm like, there's nothing to be worried about because this is here's the experiential side of it. Don't you? Wouldn't you love to have wings? Wouldn't you like to be able to run, to leap, to roar yeah. properly? Okay. The very first publications started coming out, mostly from uh, before it's called Fairy, it's called the Funny Animals Club and that sort of thing. And the images went up, and these people would go to these uh, conventions, or were mostly sci fi conventions in the United States. And uh, they would all meet in a couple of rooms and all get together and sit there and draw like madmen all night about with anthropomorphic creatures until the point that it had become so popular that the sci fi convention said, Oh, we don't want you around here. You, 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 you're popular enough on your own. You ought to do your own thing. Why don't you just go over there? You know, that sort of thing. Because um, there's a lot of misconce- misconceptions about um, and pre- you know, preconceived notions about how and what we're about. And um, was this in the uh, 80s? This, uh, this was that in the 80s? Early, early 90s. And okay. needless to say, we we got pilloried pretty badly by a lot of people. We began to see the things like the mucks, the mushes and moos and IRC chat and things like that. The, the nascent stages of the internet, which would become what it is now. For for a lot of people, you know, <laughs> where we came from I do. may have been very inauspicious in its start. So where it is now, as I can only say that... Uh, down to every individual who is part of it, that even if we are falling, even if we are tumbling out of the sky, we are there trying to uplift another. We watch after one another, and we, we really can't talk about furry without talking about the fact that it is help the LGBTQ plus community uh, is a major part of it, because we have a we have an acceptance. We won't judge you by any other measure than the width and breadth of your kindness and your compassion. You know, if you want to hang around furries and you want to be kind, you'll absolutely be surrounded by the same. And we're good with that. And you know, welcome to furry, because that's that's our main goal. There are so yeah. many that need that, yeah. that, are, that are part of this that we we, we watch after. I will say for myself in, in that uh, I discovered uh, I had the capacity for art. I began, I, I was an engineer first, and then I was an artist, and created my first fursuits and things like that. But I decided, you know, if you look like a wolf, you might as well hear and see like one. I put night vision systems, amplified hearing, ultrasonic hearing, to expand the senses, Holy to shit. expand that experience. Uh, and there's many of them on my website. And it, this idea that to be more than you were born, to to be able to experience and live in a new way and see the world in a new way. Yeah. Um, um, like, uh, go on, Uma. Hmm? I was going to say, from my experiences, you know, like dabbling in like the community of furries and like the furry worlds and things like that, I have seen nothing but kindness. And I just don't understand where so much hostility there is towards the community? I'm going to absolutely explain it. All right, well, there's actually three three parts of it. Uh, The first off is that you have a large number of LGBTQ people that are on there. And you end up having, of course, people who look upon those groups on their own, just on their own, as being monstrous and pedophiles and everything else we, we we've all seen it we, we we've seen the claims about people who are trans and being you know these monsters that need to be that are you know coming for your children and all that then you add the fact of that they have taken on these animal forms that these the anthropomorphic animal forms now they immediately assume because of the first part first part that uh we're all into bestiality that we're into zoophilia 
But I can guarantee mm. you that amongst amongst the furries, uh, when we encounter such a person, we absolutely get them turned into the police and the proper authorities. If you if you are if you think you're going to come here with that, you know, animal sexual abuse, we'll absolutely wreck you. I will happily set you on fire and make you let dance for my amusement. All right. So there there's that. Uh, but again, the assumptions that are there. And then, of course, you have something that goes on with her, especially in the fairy conventions, is that we are easy to hug. And what that means is that we <laughs> show physical, physical affection across gender without it being sexualized, that we show a kind of kindness to each other, the necessity of touch and love for one another. Is there sex in furry? Yes, there is sex in furry. Of course there is. All right. I mean, you, you, large, large group of people who are similar, but yeah. there's also a sex at furry convention, not just furry conventions, but uh, um, uh, insurance conventions have lots of sex. Okay. They, they, they see these sort of things happen. Is that something that does happen like furry conventions? Because I've heard like trolls and say like oh they all fuck each other at you know furry conventions i don't know how true that necessarily is i'm sure it does happen but the the one thing i am curious about is it is it like more of a kink for some people than others fursuit sex because a lot of times they're talking about fursuit sex doesn't really right. happen that often because fursuits are extremely expensive because I make them I know how much I have to charge <laughs> for all the hours mm-hmm. um, but I used to go to the Star Trek conventions and I went to one Star Trek convention which the entire Klingon brigade had, had managed to take over a floor of the, uh, of the convention center of the hotel Okay. And I happened to go up to that floor in which I was walking down a hallway and apparently a Klingon orgy had spilled into the hallway. <laughs> now I the mansion. All of those rubber heads bouncing about. Okay? Uh, yeah. <laughs> what the fuck? <laughs> When you have any group of individuals that are like-minded, things do happen. But is it the primary thing that happens at the events? No, it isn't. So, what you're saying is... People like to fuck, and it doesn't matter what what, what they're into... They just like to have right. sex sometimes. <laughs> yeah. That makes sense. I mean, that's a good answer. There you go. Yeah, go very, ahead, uh, the, there are billions of humans on this planet, and when you try to stereotype an entire group like that, you're going to get a lot of oddballs. You're going to get a lot of um, out-there people, right? I'm sure you've seen right, quite yeah. a bit of them. To stereotype a specific type of person kind of becomes exhausting because when it comes to furries as i said it's a very loose definition and that's right by design the umbrella term is what i said by the definition fan of anthropomorphic creatures so would you like to add to that uh, so the way i the way i see it um is it doesn't matter what community or what what you do if you want to have sex if you want to have sex in fursuits if you want to make pornography whatever in whatever community you're in uh feel free i think the most important rule is um is it safe is it legal and is it space appropriate you know so you know don't go having don't go having sex in the middle of a convention. Don't go um, yeah. wearing out your kinks in the middle of a furry convention. Um, don't post pornography to a, yeah. <laughs> a yes. very, very uh, minor heavy space. You know, like it, it's just obvious stuff. And I, I think that <laughs> it's, 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 uh, so ob- it's, it's so obvious and uh, yeah, yeah, logical. It's, it's obvious it's, to me, yeah. but it's, it's clearly not <laughs> obvious to other people. Um, well, it's like yeah. the people that erp in public worlds. Like there's kids yeah. that go to public worlds and you're erping. That's 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 not okay. People argue that the the furry community is an overtly sexual community. That um, we're all like disgusting. Uh, we're all mm. like just full of fetishes. And yeah, every community is full of fetishes. When it bothers me is when uh, I'm being involved, which is not something that happens more often than people think, you know? 
right. but that's on the the oh. forefront of the furry community is is um the stuff that's the most shock value you know so the the people who uh are zoophiles the people who are uh fetishy you know like like those people are what people see from the outside they're they're the ones no, that are standing on the front unfortunately for me it's it's like when you have um someone who's who shoots up a school right and the police go to their house and they interview their parents and they go up into their room and they're like boom there's a game console and there's grand theft auto right on there all gamers are are, are, are school shooters like you know what no. i mean like video games cause violence like it's like this you're summing up a giant group of people into a very small category so many of these people that absolutely hate fur and then they immediately point to furry porn okay i had to inform them that all the furry porn that has ever existed does not equal one grain of sand on that vast Sahara that is normal human pornography. <laughs> or what is considered. It does not in the vast ocean of what is. Uh, let me tell you, I can show you some, some sites. I can show you some German Schweizer sites that'll scare the hell out of you. There's things <laughs> that humans do to one another that is unbelievable, yet they will all focus in on that one grain of sand damn to move this one grain of sand while they're sitting there tromping about in the dunes okay <laughs> this is this, this is the thing that because people on it's the one grain of furry porn in, sand yeah <laughs> the gem. there are constant um youtube coverage news coverage things on people who are zoophiles who are bad people um Kiro, Saffo, you know, like n big name furries who ended up being wow. like terrible people, you know. Right. And those those big name furries small, were already popular. Yeah, well, some um, of them, some of them, like Kiro was was somewhat popular. Um, and 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 then like they their popularity is now elevated because of all the shock value that they're causing for the people who aren't furries. And then they're like, oh this big name fairy is like this all of you are like this you know you know people have a right to find the happiness they can in this beautifully brief moment of existence that we have humans have been mucking about doing things you know throughout history that have been either bad for us or otherwise but the truth is is that i don't care if you wrap yourself in 50 feet of cellophane and throw yourself in a bucket of lube and a rubber glove on the top of your head and flop around on the floor screaming, I'm a squid. I don't care. If it makes you happy, go for it. I do think about that a lot of like how fleeting life is and how short it truly is. And like, if yeah. you truly find something that makes you happy and this is who you are, I just don't understand why some people just get so stuck on other people. Like, no, that's weird. You need to be more like me. I, I, I don't get that. it. It's so. called insecurity. <laughs> They're insecure that others are having more fun than they are, and they take that as a challenge. And I then they do the malicious shit that they do. I think you brought something up earlier where you said that um like there's so many different kinds of furries right like it could literally be anything and that kind of reminded me of just like almost like a childhood imagination right i almost feel like some people have lost that and they've just become cold you know what i mean and maybe I that mean, explains some of it too people tend to lose that creativity because they see that life only has one path and if your path doesn't fit that what I believe, like the person saying I believe is to be correct, then that is a threat to their beliefs, right? And furries and uh, fans of anthropomorphic <sighs> creatures and or the community can have that effect on people, which then different reactions from different people. I've watched a lot of videos where young children, babies, essentially, beat one another, different colors, different races, all of that. And what do they do? They hug one another. They care for one another. They, I watched a 
uh, a special uh, psychiatrist is pretending that he can't lift a book to get it onto the shelf, and his little baby is there doing his best to try and help him. The one the baby cries and all of them come around to try and soothe him. We know how we're supposed to be before the society that tells us that not only must we win, you must lose. We live in a yeah. society in which your value as a human being is considered the value of your bank account or the size of your house or the size of your telly or the size and beauty of your car or the person that you're having sex with. You put all that together and what do you have? You have a society that is desperately trying to find happiness and are told your happiness needs to be found in these things only and, and in these beliefs only. And anything outside of it is not the normal and everything that's outside of it is the strange and it's the wrong and should be pilloried and should be, should be yelled and screamed and called all sorts of terrible names. How in the world do you get to a point where you define a person simply by the same terms that we use for all lesser creatures, like goldfish? That is only male, or that is only female, and the binary must never be crossed. We are beyond that. Our sexuality, human sexuality is one of the most complicated things there ever was. That's why I'm so many damn kinks in oil. Let's be honest, everybody has the thing that brings them has some sort of happiness, much less just being human. Yeah. And I agree with Fig. If it's if it's uh, appropriate, an appropriate place, and you're not hurting anyone, what's what's the point? What they thought was supposed to be normal. <laughs> there is no fucking normal. I'm sorry to inform the world here, but there is no fucking normal, and I've seen fucking normal, I've seen some miserable people. You know, middle school, high school, I, I had a major shame in who I was and what I liked and, and the, the things that I did. Oh God, especially middle school. Um, and it took being an adult, living on my own, making friends outside of a school setting, to realize that um, you got to find your people, and they're yeah, out there, but right? It's it's really hard to do that when you're you're young, you're in high school, you're impressionable, yeah. you know. Mm -hmm. Um, you can get into an isolated mindset, and and that's you know I've seen that a lot with um high schoolers or middle schoolers who are getting into the furry thing. It, it since since it's so frowned upon amongst people wow. that were my age at the time, uh. You become isolated and you're alone and then it can cause a lot of uh, problems in terms of personal mental health. I've never been a fan of irony. Now, yes, of course, the British Isles are actually built on irony, but I've never been a fan. But I will say this much about furry. Out of all the forms we take, both realistic and fantasy, all the animals... All the various creatures that people have adopted as a reflection of self, of something that they wanted to share, something they wanted to be or experience. Out of all the colors, all the possible imaginative forms to what muses might have spoken to their spirit. Out of hoof and horn, tooth and claw, skin and scale and fluff and feather the same. Why is it, why is it that we seem to have more humanity than so many other cultures or communities? We're not a subculture anymore, by the way. We absolutely have become a culture onto ourselves. And I'm so very happy to see it because it does give a place for those people who are looking for a community that will support them that will stand up for them. I know why this is, though, and it's a sad testament about how the world works, that the reason, the reason this works, the reason we know, is because we know what it is to lose. As I said before, some of us lost our families, our friends, those people that we put our trust in, just because we opened <laughs> ourselves up to them. 
and we we said the truth and we wanted to share the truth of ourselves with them and some of them abandoned us and left us to be left to our own devices to be thrown in the skip and 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 in those darkest moments when the knife had been plunged so very deeply we would have loved to have heard anything any word that would have told us or made us feel that knife be a bit dulled and while we didn't get to hear them many of us we know them Paraphrasing to quote uh, a friend of mine from um, Avian Invasion, every person that comes to the VR uh, world, um, the Fur Hub, which I'm a moderator, I tell them the same thing every time. You're alive, you're beautiful, and you're not alone. You're not lost amongst this lot. And we absolutely will help you find your way the best we can because we did the best we could. We're not perfect. But we know how to help you with the pitfalls. Make sure you don't fall. Yeah. There you go. <laughs> yeah, such a wave of words. It's crazy. I was uh, going to say that. <laughs> that was very much. Now... One of the biggest conventions on VR chat is run by furries. Yeah. Called Ferality. Ferality Aqua. Ferality Aqua was the the largest music event. Just not just as a convention. The largest music event that had ever occurred in virtual reality. Period. No multi-billion yeah, no multi-billion dollar um, uh, Social media company. did this, yeah. you know, or company, or, or entertainment company, or manufacturing company. Nobody did this. <laughs> Furries did this. And if you were there, if you were there at Ferality Aqua and saw the beauty and the effort that had been put into those worlds, you would realize we own this shit. Let's be honest. We absolutely, we absolutely. I mean. <laughs> I, uh, I, you, you gave us a platform to become as we dreamed ourselves to be. I said this earlier in the podcast before you guys got on. Um, like anytime I'm on Twitter and I see like a really cool asset for VR chat being made, or I go to like a really high technical world that's just like beautiful, it's almost always made by a furry. The, the furries in this community are amazing people and they make some of the coolest stuff that you play VR chat for a long period of time. You're just like, wow, how did they do this? This is beautiful. Or this is like really even running this. (laughs) Exactly. I want to talk about different types of furries because I know that there are different, are are they considered subcategories or, or why don't you guys just explain it? Cause you probably know better than I do. I think he means like, um, you know, it's the scalies, the adoptables community, the even you know, like all adoptables. the different culture. What, what is, yeah, that's a that's another thing. Sorry, by the way. So, just to keep it to keep it brief, what I usually tell to people is that you can uh, delineate different types of species for like scalies, furries. Um, uh, amphibians, I guess. Uh, yeah. amphibian- How do you even say that? Amphibianies? I don't know. I just birds. to keep it simple. Birds. Birds. Yeah. Um, they're all they're all furry creatures. They're anthropomorphic creatures, and you could say furry scalies. They can they could be their different groups, and that's perfectly fine because, as I said, furry is an umbrella term for a lot of different things, a lot of different people, and a lot of different interests. If you want to talk about, like, species splitting up, there's uh, avian, there's uh, amphibian, there's scaly, whatever, um, or just normal furries, but there's also different communities. There's your artists, your adoptables community, your closed species community, as much as I (laughs) try to stay away from that. Um, There's (laughs) Uh, your VR chat players, your fursuit makers, yeah. you know. Um, yeah, yeah. The furry community all together is just a big creative corner. You know, that's where all the artists go about, but there's different things that these artists do that make the community one big great place. 
talking to someone I was originally planning this episode, they were a furry themselves, and uh, they used it as a really deep like identification, right? Almost like um, trans people. And I was wondering if that's if that's a thing. Like, do is oh, it, is it, is it is it okay? Oh, okay, yeah. yeah. Okay, so so I absolutely fall it's into. It's not that. a requirement. Um, it is no. It's not a there, requirement. There are people like that. They're called otherkin, from what I remember. Now I'm going to say otherkin, but a lot of times otherkin has a spiritual connotation to it that I. I'm not there with, but I am in so much as had I, especially in my youth, had found Aladdin's lamp or had stepped foot on Circe's Isle and found her cup and wand, had there been some demon or devil or god or lesser being of, of immense power that would have granted me a single wish or my first wish, it would have been to be this. This is me. I am wearing my soul upon the surface. This has been the dream for me for 45 years. I am as real as dreams can be right now. To which time technology would advance advance high enough that it could actually be real. I've kind of written a little book that I need to get published at some point that talks about the transhumanist future. The one where we transcend ourselves. I have a very good friend of mine. I've been on here for five years. And he... I told him about me wanting to be this and not just a bipedal lion version. And he said, oh, yes, yes, whatever. And then one day, here we are. And he walks over and he puts his hand on my nose and goes, I get it now. Yeah. He says, you, you, you've, you've done something that now breaks the human archetype. You do not move like a uh, another humanoid, another biped, which we sort of, you know, the way we shift our weight around, how we interact with one another is resembling a peer. So we, we, we are easy to deal with that. There have been many times in which people have not seen me and I've said hello and they turn around and they they get scared. Okay? I've had that happen more than once. And then I've had people just see me across the room completely never met me before, scream the word and they come flying over and now they want to hug and pet me and do all these things. They are interacting with me that I'm real. I'm not just light and photons. I'm not just te- pieces of technology brought together out of light and shadow, out of coloring and tr- contrast and pixels and polygons and such. But for them, they idly reach <laughs> out and they pet my head as I'm talking. Virtual reality so, is crazy. It's it's, it, it, it's moving us to a different place. We are interacting yeah. with each other on a level we've never done before. I can relate to the fact that I do feel a lot more connected to my character with these new technologies that are coming out every year. Um, All these new VR technologies. I cannot wait until VR becomes more immersive just for the fact that I can hang around my my furry community and, and, you know, feel like I'm my character to its fullest. Yeah fullest aspect yes. at least at least while i'm in this headset i want to feel like i'm the character <laughs> i want to be <laughs> yeah for sure um i like to consider myself an ally to basically anyone who has a community that is as loving as like the furry community i do not consider myself a furry but there are times that i'm in a furry avatar because i think it's cute now, how do you feel about that? Like like an ally wearing a fursuit um, or something like that? If you consider yourself a furry or not, that is perfectly fine. It's what you decide. And if you want to be in an anthro creature such as this, that, or even a quadruped like Tau, they're rare, but Tau is an example of one. Um, 
you can do as you want. We re- like we understand that the gesture, right? That you want us to feel comfortable. Now we don't require you to be in an anthro creature. You can be how you want to be, and that's kind of the point of everything that we're talking about. You are who you are. You're accepted with us, however you want to be. And I, I do want to make an addendum, however. I, I yeah, will make an addendum, however. We'll accept you for you, but I'll try and understand that in some some public worlds and places here, um, when a person shows up as a toothbrush, for instance, okay, uh, we end up being a bit standoffish and worried because we have been crashed and pilloried and them running around screaming, you know, yiff and hell fur fag, okay, and things like that yeah. over, <laughs> over and over again. That you know, the first impression may be, oh, God, here we go again. Now, your <laughs> avatar would probably be, not, your present avatar would be fine, okay? But don't be surprised that... People, especially in the, in the fur hub, the fur lounge, or the furry hideout, or any of the others, may be like, uh, yeah, yeah, you going to hit us, don't hit us, like, don't crash us Because they've come for us so often, they, they do it daily. Uh, and they see their crasher avatar. At least things are better than they were since the security update. Uh, but they are still. Also, you know, the particle limiter. The particle limiter also helps quite a bit. And it's quite, mm-hmm. quite simply when you're dealing with. Uh, you're always going to have that group of people that want to ruin other people's fun. Um, people, I just yeah. remembered this uh, in VRChat's developer notes for this. I don't know another time. This might be the first time that they've ever actually acknowledged it. But VRChat actually talked about some of the toxicity they that did. takes place in VRChat, which I thought was cool because they finally acknowledged right. it. They finally so, acknowledged uh, it. Yeah, they acknowledged it, and they have some things in the works. I, I mean, there's no perfect solution Changes. to it, obviously. But, yeah, right. um, they're, they're, they're looking at it behind the scenes, which um, someone who plays this – and goes to public worlds and hears people screaming racial slurs or people crashing people. Like that's that's not the community I want to be a part of. Um, so right. I, I, I think this is a good thing that they're actually acknowledging it um, to the community. So VRChat isn't a multi-billion-dollar team. They're a small team. They're they're pretty good for what they are. They used to be a little oh, yeah. a little worse before. They've gotten a lot better. I think about all the billions that were put in by by the Zuck, and he knew about us, okay? And so do a lot of others, a lot of the others out there, they know about us, Uh, and they've been here. And then they suddenly look at these worlds and realize, oh my God, look at the beauty of this thing. Look at why can't we have this? Well, why you can't have it is what makes VRChat work. VRChat works because it is all of the beautiful and all of the ugly, all the wonders and all the banal, all the black and white, all the chaos and all the same. It is in this mix does the freedom of one's imagination are allowed to explore. When you sit down and you think about it, that right now we sit in the middle of somebody's imagination. Somewhere in their mind, they created this place in their dream and were surrounded by everyone else here who are as they dreamed themselves to be. Mm-hmm. Do you have anything you guys want to plug? Last remarks? Let's start with Fig and work our way to Tao. Furries are cool and we love all of you and you're welcome uh, to join and you're welcome to enjoy our community whether or not you want to be considered a furry. Keep that in yeah. mind. I am a game developer by trade. Uh, my biggest world is called New Furry City Redux, and it is one of those technical extreme things that I do that show that your GPU can do a lot more than you think in VR. Um, <laughs> I, on Twitter, am JadeFurryVR, at JadeFurryVR. And if you want to support what I do and all the productions and stuff, if you want to see what I can do, then uh, just go look for New Furry City Redux and see... If your computer can run it, <laughs> it is 
But can it run New Furry City? Let me let me plug my Twitter. I forgot. Okay, okay. <laughs> What's your Twitter? It's fakes for breakfast, but the last A in breakfast doesn't exist. So just emphasis on the S at the end. Okay. <laughs> 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 All right. Uh, what do you got? First thing, kindness begets kindness. And it can change the world. That's the first thing. By the smallest action on your part in this world, you can absolutely and hopefully bring about all the best things that will happen to humanity. I am here. I will be at the Fur Hub quite often. I am Tower of the Sun. And if you want to see some of the work I did previously, the, the fursuits I've done, you can go to lionofthesun.com and take a look. Uh, I do, cool. like I said, I, I created things that allowed you to expand that experience of what the world has to, help, has to offer and what's hidden from us. And just be kind and speak of hope to the future and there'll be one for all of you. Oh yeah, I like that. Yeah, there's always been more good people than bad. Always remember that. I agree. Okay, this has been the VR and Chill Podcast. I really just want to give a big thanks to our guest. Thank you for coming on. Uh, We can't make these episodes without people like you. You guys are awesome. I love you. Um, If people that are watching, if you could like and subscribe, it helps us out so much. Thank you for watching to the end of the video, and we will check you on the next one. See you later, guys. Share with your mother, brother, sister, and cousins alike, I guess.